Welcome to another epic episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we will learn how to become profitable as filmmakers. And guys, it will mean the world to me if you leave a five-star review and subscribe to this channel for more awesome content. Let's get into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another live. It's been a while since we did one of these Wednesday things that we do on Instagram. So let's get the show on the road. Today's topic is how to pick your niche. Niche is basically how to pick your specific, you know, job title, your career. Like, what is it that you want to do? Or do you just want to be a generalist? Do you want to just kind of just do everything? It's sort of um, organic the way I laid it out. So it's not really structured like you, you know, how it usually is, because I want to take on some questions too, because this topic can go pretty deep, right? Like so many people, especially when we're young, uh, this decision is almost impossible. When we're asked by our parents, what do you want to do when you're old? Or what do you want to do, you know, when you go to college, like which field do you want to pick? It's not easy. Right. I can say that I have a 19 year old and for him to decide was impossible. He has, you know, his parents that got their you know, shit together. They're doing really well. So you would think that he has a perfect path, like he knows exactly what he wants. Uh, but that's not the case, and especially with new generation and all the possibilities. It's not that easy. So today I'm just going to share my story and try to relate with as many of you as possible to to kind of give you the insight. Like if you're, regardless of whatever age you're at right now, um, hopefully this will be helpful and you can take that and apply it to um, your career, to your life. Let's jump right in. How does he, how does he have a 19 year old? Yeah, that's a different story. I wanna start by saying if you are a beginner, if you're just starting your career, then this podcast, vodcast live is for you. If you are a veteran and you're just kind of struggling with like, you hit that brick wall, you just don't know what to do, you wanna kind of just switch things up, you know, keep some excitement going, this is for you, okay? And let's just start by saying that making career decisions are overwhelming, and especially when you're young, all right? Uh, and then to top it all off, think about all the opportunities that we have nowadays. We can work from home and especially after COVID. So social media had already started that thing that people can work from home and stuff like that. But then COVID happened. And if there is a silver lining in all of that, you know, doom is that, you know, now people are just getting really accustomed to working from home. And uh, that opens up a lot of possibilities, meaning you could be in India, you could be somewhere in Africa, you could be in Middle East. It doesn't matter if you're talented and if you know how to put yourself out there, you could be working for some of the best companies out there. Okay. So now I want to give you guys a little bit of my backstory just to kind of, like I said, make more sense of what this topic is and how I made certain moves that actually turn out to be really good. But in the moment, it, you know, it was like the worst decision. But so let's start with education. So going to school, I went to school for networking and uh, minor in small business because that's what everybody's done in the family. So I'm going to go to school. Um, I'm going to become an IT guy and I'm going to kill it because, you know, this is a known path. So that's what I was going for. And then I hit that point where I'm about two semesters away from graduating and I had to make the decision where I'm just like, I don't know, I'm not really feeling it. And it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's not easy to convince your parents when you're like more than halfway in to be like, hey guys, 
Um, so yeah, I'm gonna switch my career. I'm gonna take a 180 and I'm gonna go do this art thing and, and make movies and nobody's done it in our family and I don't know the first thing about it, but I'm just gonna go do it. So that was a tough decision. Uh, but the reason why I'm sharing this with you is that if any of you are going through that in your life, um, just know that you know there there is a there's a light on the other side of the tunnel okay it's not the end of the end of the world like you might i'm not even talking about like say most of the people that are listening are filmmakers so you're already in that field but let's just say you want to convince your parents that hey i don't want to spend four years going to school learning outdated shit like i actually want to spend a year or a couple of months doing these boot camps and like just start my career so maybe you have to convince them on that i'm here to tell you to give you permission that that is a good decision if you think that you want to do that don't listen to me if you want to do that another thing that happened is that once i graduated i moved out to california uh, from chicago I was, um, I got a degree in cinematography, minor in editing. So I was a cinematographer first and I loved it and I did my best and nothing was really happening. In the beginning, it's just like whatever. I'm getting paid barely any money as a cinematographer, but I'm just kind of selling it as a package deal. Like, you know, I, I shoot stuff, I edit stuff. I'm like a predator, you know, producer, editor. I'm just kind of doing everything. So in the beginning, it was sort of like that. So I'm making you know, what a entry level generalist filmmaker will make. So it wasn't great. And it's really hard to survive in California on not so great income, right? Like everybody who lives here, or even if you Google, you'll know, like one of the most expensive places to live. All right. So then uh, two couple of years later, I got to a point where it became a question between full-time or freelance. So I'm just trying to tell you how many forks you're gonna get in the road and you're gonna have to make a decision, right or left, right or left, right or left. And that's not like once you decide on this, now you're like a filmmaker, you're done. Because there's so many different layers to like filmmaking. Like what do you do in there? Um, do you eventually switch? So this is, I'm, I'm just giving you my life story so you know exactly that this is not something that I read, you know, and just kind of regurgitating. So then I had to make a decision where it's like full-time or freelance. I go freelance. I have a son. I have a wife. I don't get insurance. Um, there's all these negatives, right? Like the way this culture is built, especially in the United States, like they really entice you to become part of that evil corp culture where you just give in and you go take a full-time job at a low salary because you got insurance, you got 401k, da 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 I mean, you know, that again, that's another topic. So me being so stupid and naive, I just decided to go freelance. I'm like, I don't care. We're not going to get sick. We're super young. Uh, all of us are really healthy. And uh, the worst thing that happens to us is that we catch a flu every now and then. So it's not the end of the world. Um, we don't care. We don't need insurance. I'm just gonna go uh, freelance and I'm gonna try this. My wife was 1,000% uh, supportive, so that's also very important. You need to put these systems in place. You need to uh, talk to your partner about these things because you can't just do it on your own. Uh, that's not how it works because if you're fighting at home and things are not well at home, like it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. Either you're gonna, you know, change your career or something else. So like you just want to get everybody on the same page. So we were. Like she was, she was actually more excited than I was that she was like, you should be doing this. You should have been doing that all along. So then I started freelancing. Now I have to build my clientele. Now I have to build my Rolodex. I don't know anybody. Like, I don't know the first thing about freelancing. So then that had its own hurdles, but it was a decision that I have to make. And one thing that I want to tell you is that 
the way I went about each decision at a different or a particular, you know, age that I was at in my life with the burn your ship mentality. That is just something that I was taught by my dad and uh, he killed it his whole life, like absolutely just a great career. And what I learned from him is that, and as a leader, as a dad, uh, what I picked up from him is that, hey, you got to burn your ship and you got to go in, like just all in, okay? Like just, that's it. That's the only choice because there's too many people that I know um, that have tons of things in their back pocket. And when you go in with that mentality, you at most will give 70%. I'm telling you right now, you will at most give your 70% and then the second you get, hit the first failure and you hit the first bump, you're out. You start pulling other cards out of your pocket and you go, all right, let's try this now. Let's try that now, okay? So you do not want to do that. Like you just want to go all in, all right? Um, that was something, once again, call it naivete, call it stupidity, call it whatever. It worked out for me and now that I'm old, I look back and I go, that was actually my strength. And that's something that I want to share with people, all right? Just put your head down, go burn your freaking ships. Like, this is it. You got to make it, all right? Then what happened is that, you know, along the way, around 2014, 2015, I'm editing, I'm killing it. I had to make a decision. Actually, let's go back a little bit. 2012, 2013. So once I started edit, uh, freelancing, the hardest thing was to land clients. And at the time, I had a mentor and I hit him up and I said, Bro, I'm having the hardest time getting clients. And he's like, you're really good at what you do. I don't understand what's going on. He's like, let's go through your website. Let's go through your pitch. Let's go through some of these things. And then the first thing that he told me was that, hey, I don't know what you do. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm an editor. I'm a cinematographer. I'm a director. He's like, no, stop it. Like, he's like, just stop. He's like, if there is only one thing that you can choose, what would that be? And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. Like I've put in so much time parallel in editing and cinematography and all those things. I can't just pull one out. And he said, he's like, I'm like, what do you think? He's like, and he had hired me on projects. He's worked with me, right? So he knows me. He goes, you have better clients that you worked with. You have way more, you know, like better trajectory when it comes to editing than cinematography. And that was one of the hardest decisions of my life where I genuinely have to rip out every project from my website, rip out the title cinematographer and go solo editor, like just full on editor. Like I'm, I'm an editor. I never even heard of cinematography. Okay. Now, some of you probably listening to that going, well, that is a terrible idea. What are you even talking about? Uh, to that, I'm going to touch base on that later in this live, okay? And, and it's going to make sense to you. But that was the decision that I had to make. And as soon as I changed my website and everything from cinematographer and editor and director to just editor, I started getting work. So in the beginning, I'm thinking coincidence, whatever, man, like it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I started like just getting a ton of work as an editor. So then when I was getting work as an editor and once... When you start doing something, you get good at it, right? Like when you just do it all the time. So I got so good at it that I would finish my projects, you know, five five hours before the due, you know, the due date or whatever timeline. And then I would just spend that time grading, like messing around with color. So between 2012, like, you know, like I started playing with color, like as an amateur in 2010, I started grading things as a professional around 2012. And then 
three years of like ninja color grading skills where I wasn't pushing it. I was an editor. I'm still an editor. I love color grading, but I'm not pushing that agenda. I'm just an editor and I'm going to do a little bit more. And this is where I want to touch base on one more topic, which is this might come off as a nuance when I say it to you, but there is a massive difference between these two statements. Okay. So the first one is where you got this big ass banner on your chest, on your website, everywhere that says, I do it all. You're the guy that says, I do it all, I do it all, hire me, I do it all. Versus where you can just, you have like that thing, that aura that basically speaks, I can do it all. There's a big difference, okay? When you go, I do it all, you're coming off desperate, you're coming off as uh, an amateur, you're coming off as somebody that's just going, hey man, like just anything, bro. Like, I mean, catering services, you got it. Gaffing, like I'm your guy. You know, best boy, you're looking at one. Like, I mean, I can just do everything versus you going, which I was doing at the time, is like, I'm an editor, I edit for you, and then I grade and I sound design and I turn this project back to you and you look at it and you go, hey, Kazi, who did a sound design on this? Who did a color on this? And you say, I did it. That is the low key, I can do it all. And when you do that, your client will see your worth. So when you ask for more money, they got no problem because they're getting five people's worth of job done by one person. So even if they pay you two times more, it's nothing. Uh, the math works out for both parties, all right? So everybody's happy. And this is what I'm talking about. Like you start building that, all right, over time. So 2015 is when, 2015, 2016 is when I had to make that decision um, where now I have to decide between editing and cinematography. And this is what I'm trying to tell you, right? Like that crossroads, that, that um, uh, what do you call it? I mean, that, that uh, fork that you will get constantly where you have to decide this or that, this or that. And then around 2015, 2016, I'm just like, which one is it now? Like, I've worked on really cool projects, projects as an editor. I get paid way more as a colorist. I enjoy color grading so much more. I can be on the phone. I can be listening to music. I don't have to take this job with me and go to sleep and be thinking about, you know, how many ways I can cut this. You get what I'm talking about, right? Like when you're an editor, you're living, breathing that project. You could be driving and listening to a song and you're cutting to the beat of that song, right? In your head, like whatever project it is that you're working on. So which is cool. There's nothing wrong with it. But when you just do it, anything that you do for money, it just becomes irritating and annoying at some point, right? Like when you do it for passion, it's a different story. Uh, color grading was something that this is not how it felt. Color grading to me just felt like I am born to do this. I can do it in my sleep. This feels natural to me. Every single thing makes sense. That's it. That's what I want to do. So then again, like I said, you know, five, six, seven seven years into my career, I had to make that decision that I'm gonna go with color grading, that's the path I'm gonna choose and I'm gonna go hard. So today, when you think of the Cosman, today when you think of Kazi like me, all you think about is color grading, all right? And again, somebody might think, well, I don't know how good that is because you were also a cinematographer, you were also an editor, and let me ask you that and reverse that question. How many people that do it all that you know of? Not many. I mean, you can pick out Peter McKinnon, blah, 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 but there, you know that there's millions of creator creating similar content, but the stuff never gets viewed or it doesn't get that attention. So all we know are like handpick, like, you know, just five, 10 people that we can count, okay? So those people made it. So it's a different story. Like today with 
what I got going on on Instagram or YouTube, I can make videos about finances and you will hear me because now we got that rapport. You know, you guys are my audience and like I can give you like what we're doing right now. We're not talking about color grading. We're talking about careers and you're listening to me. It's because we built that bond. So then it's a different story. But in the beginning, you have to decide. You have to make those choices. Those choices will never be easy. But I'm here to tell you, don't sleep on it. You have to make the decision right away and just run with it. And then just, again, burn your ship and just go with it. Um, one thing that I want to talk about is uh, old world versus the new world. Uh, and this is especially important for people that are veterans, right? Like that are in the field doing it. They're professionals. So one thing that you guys are missing out on um, is that you're not taking advantage of social media. You're not into, you're not in the new world. And I'm going to share this story with you. There, one of my mentors, my instructor that was also a practitioner, and he would do gaffing and cinematography and all those things on the side. I was just on the phone with him. I was chatting with him the other day, and he told me he's like, he's like, brother, we're getting to a point where craft service is paying the same as you know what a gaffer is getting paid. So he's like, when I get a choice between being a craft service person, whatever their actual title is, to like um, a gaffer, he's like, I choose to just serve coffee to people because he's like, I'm old. I don't want to freaking lug around lights and all these things. I'm getting, getting paid the same thing, right? So what we were talking about is that he's like, you're, you're on to something, Kazi, because he's like, when I see people building their brands and building the, you know, their thing, it's a completely different game. Because today, I don't get hired for like, uh, we're looking for a guy who can color something. Can you do it? I don't ever get hired for that anymore. I get hired for, we want Kazi. We want Kazi. It's, it's Kazi first before colorist. Like, we want to work with this guy. It's not like, hey, guy, can you just do, do something that you guys do and just make it look good? Like, that's not what I get hired for. And if somebody mistakes me for that and reaches out to me, you know, they're, they're never, you know, hearing back from me. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, personal brand is important. And that's something that young generation is really good with because they're just, it's innate to them. It, they're natural. Like, I mean, they can just pull out a phone, start recording everything. That's great. You have to do that. This is the world that we live in now. Um, I say you have to do that not because peer pressure, blah, 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 because Pepsi is doing that. Gucci is doing that. You know, uh, Coke is doing that. You know, McLaren is doing that. Every company that you think of is doing that because you just have, this is a new form of communication now. So you have to jump on it, not to mention that YouTube, Instagram, these are live portfolios. These are like, you're updating your resume every day. It's living, breathing, dynamic thing that people get to see, touch, feel, and then go, um, I wanna work with Kenneth. He's a great cinematographer. I wanna hit him up and I wanna work with him because I've been seeing his post for the last week. Uh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Not to mention that you are seen and you know by those people every day it's not just one piece of paper that i get i look at it for five seconds and i dump it hopefully you this stuff is sinking in obviously this is going to be an igtv so you guys can listen to it again too let's touch base on a few other things too so follow your passion and the money will come that's that's uh that's horse poop all right that's obviously said by somebody that didn't have a lot of money because 
I'm here to tell you, and it could be controversial, you guys listening to this, but when I say I'm a businessman first and artist second, I mean, I mean it. And that's because art is really cute. Like you can be whatever, right? Like, and you do it and you're like, I don't care. I don't do it for the money. It's all great. It's perfect. Then you get married. Then you have a kid and you know, you're having a hard time, like staying in the same place and you're living with your parents and things are just getting awkward. And you're like, okay, I love art, but now I got to do something else. So then you pick up two, you know, random jobs just to pay bills and like just to be a grown up. So this is why I'm telling you, it's not as simple as like follow your passion and the money will come sort of thing. Like you have to be smart about it. You have to look at this industry. You have to look at any industry like a stockbroker, right? Like where is the puck headed, right? Like where is the market going? What's hot? What's happening right now? Uh, what's lucrative? Like, what do what, what should I do? And that doesn't mean you're selling your soul again to the you know to the devil. That just means that you're smart about your career choices. Okay. And then once you have the leverage and you get to a certain point in your life, you can go back, roll back, and do whatever the hell you wanted to do. If today I wanted to make a short film, I don't need to go on Kickstarter and raise two hundred thousand dollars to make that movie. I can just go and make it if I want to make it. Right. So like I'm not sitting here like thinking about, oh, my God, poor me. Ten years ago, I had an idea. I wanted to make a movie and I couldn't. Uh, what a terrible life I lived. Like you want to put yourself in a situation where you can make your own decisions. You're in charge of your own destiny. OK, that's very important. Now, let's talk about when is the right time to make the switch for you. The right time for you to make the switch will be, like I said, when you're in college, uh, or going to college, pick pick a niche. Like, don't go super general, okay? Um, see if you can, like, really hone in on that one thing. Like, you like filmmaking field, but then go to your YouTube uh, history. What do you watch more? Do you watch editing technique videos more, or do you watch gear video videos more? Like, do you are, are you all, always, like, thinking about the next lens or the next camera? If that's what it is, maybe you want to go with cinematography. Right. So like like you can get answers if you just like sit down, breathe and look at, you know, your own actions and that can just speak to you. OK, um, when you're in your career and you say you're, you know, entry level predator, like I said, producer, editor, like you just started your career, you're a shooter, you're an editor, you're doing it all. And then all of a sudden you decide that you're like, you know what, it's kind of cool, but. I think I just like producing more. Like I actually want to produce, you know, these projects. That's my thing. I look at the paperwork. I love it. It's, you know, the being the freaking puppet master, that's my thing. And then if that's your thing, make the decision and start working like that because it's really easy to jump around earlier in your career. It's really easy to go to your manager and say, uh, hey, Bob, um, you know, I love doing this. I'll keep doing that. But can you please uh, throw me some producer work? I would love to help out. You know, uh, it's not about the money. It's just my passion. I want to start exploring that as well. And in the beginning, like I said, it will be really easy because it's not risky for you and it's not risky for the client uh, because the employer, they don't have to pay you much. So it's not that big of a deal. They'll be like, all right, I'll throw you some work. And it even helps them out uh, Then you're that you're taking you know work off their plate. So keep your mind open to those possibilities. And then down the road, if you're a veteran, what happens is that people that are professionals, uh, they get good at what they do and they get good at pitching. And then that their problem becomes too many ideas. Too, again, going back to too many ideas in their back pocket. So then their problem becomes, 
I can do this, I can do that, Kazi. I also want to do this and I also want to do that and I want to help change the world because I'm getting older and I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to make money and you just go, stop. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I can tell a 17-year-old, which is pick one. Um, but for professionals, it should be easy because they have been through quite a bit, right? So then you just go, you pick something based on how lucrative it is and how much you love it. So, so let me give you an example. Say you love X 100%, but when it comes to how lucrative it is, it's 10%. So you don't make any money, but you freaking love it, right? And you've been in this career for 10, 15 years. You're about to make a switch. You love it 100%. Passion is 100%. Um, you know, return money is 10%. Then there is another thing where passion is 80, um, 80% and money is 60 or 80%. So money is 80, you know, and passion is 80 versus 100% passion, 10% money. You got the picture, right? You got to pick that. That is the best option. And as you start making money and keep crushing it, the passion will go up because once we get good at something, we want to do it more. Okay. So guys, that will probably or uh, pretty much will do it. Hopefully there were tons of little, you know, bits here and there that you can pick up and try to plug into your own uh, career, your own lifestyle. And um, that said, I'm, uh, I'm smiling because I'm really excited. The video that I'm going to be dropping on Thursday, you guys are going to absolutely love it. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be going up on YouTube. Uh, that said, Love you guys. And guys, thank you so much for sticking around till the end. Please leave a five-star review and make sure you're following this channel. I will see you in the next episode.